I will steal the words of the great Provolone John in the chat and say, happy, happy, happy Thursday, sickos. Welcome in, Dave P., Chris Slemmer. You guys are in the chat early and often. We see you. We appreciate you. We love you. Happy Thursday, everybody. Jamie Lynch, Renee Washington, Tyler Zuli here. We got a lot to get to today. Uh, we have a friend of ours from our sister brother cousin station in Chicago, CHGO, Herb Lawrence, who covers the Chicago White Sox out there. Uh, unfortunately, the less exciting of the two teams in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk to him about the Cubs. Uh, is Reese Hoskins coming there? Are they just going to continue to play footsie? What's going on? We'll talk about the Dylan Cease rumors with him. Uh, and the one guy, Luis Robert, who uh, Tyler Zuli is absolutely in love with. Uh, makes a move in the agency game, mm -hmm. probably looking for a restructured contract sometime soon, I would imagine. And he might just have the hand to do it. Uh, let's see. We got Phillies trivia with Renee, hopefully from this century. Uh, we have uh, guess that swing I to tried. get to today. I don't even think we need this century. How about just this millennium? <laughs> yeah. uh, we Sorry, have or last. In I fact. Had Listen, this is this is also my chance to get payback. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, we have a down on the farm <laughs> report with Alexis De La Cruz to get to, Ooh. who is like. Um, He's a ghost in the Phillies minor league system. We only found one guy that could give an extensive breakdown on him, uh, and we'll get into that down on the farm report with him. Uh, but we will start, Renee, and let me just address um, what's going on between my two ears here today. Um, I walked out of the house uh, with my coffee, with my water bottle, but no uh, computer bag uh, or work bag. Uh, so I showed up essentially nude to the office today with no computer. I was able to borrow somebody's for uh, the Google machine. But yes, I am pantsless here today. And, uh, you know, it's I'm, I'm working off my cell phone. So if you see me on my cell phone, don't worry about that. That's where my notes are. Uh, so I'm a little uncomfortable to start this Thursday show, Renee. But I'll adapt. I'll overcome. I'll improvise. I like that, Jamie. Yeah. You know, just starting off 2024 with some some <laughs> uh, wrinkles. Thursday yeah, exactly. Morning. So it was my Tuesday that I became the cushion catcher. It was your this Thursday that you became the nude guy. Yeah. Because I do feel like when you walk out of the house without first of all i'm a bag lady i always have like two or three bags mm. but to walk out of your house without a bag is like such a weird thing to go to work like well, going to work with just because you didn't have the starbucks yet this is my last day of starbucks for the Thank record you. As you i didn't even i didn't like, even address the scoreboard we're because going to we'll get to I'm the like, countdown you know what here. yeah um as i was uh, said you know there were some guys working in my <laughs> kitchen the last three days they're done today so i'm i'm back to the cold brew and the hot brew at home um, so I, so I, will, says, I will give that up. But I think the reason I forgot my bag was because a good buddy of mine, Dan Duffy, uh, if you've ever seen Philadelphia Word or Word of Art, uh, where he does like awesome sports and music, uh, you know, art uh, using words and letters and players and all that stuff. It's really cool. So I, I met him this morning to pick up. Uh, he's outfitted in our office some. Uh, and some beautiful art. So I picked that up. So like that was more of a concern to me than my own life. Parties, like, parties. Yeah. So I just, I, I effed up today. No computer. Well, so I'm just I'm, letting, letting I'm happy everybody to know hear where we're at. You, you know, you're overcoming. Yeah. Uh, also, as you see from our updated scoreboard, we've got 31 days until pitchers and catches mm. report. 77. Lucky number seven. Actually, technically it's two lucky numbers because the backwards of 31 is 13. <laughs> That's unlucky. <laughs> I 
It was sarcasm. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but 31 it's two, days. It's two important numbers. Not bad at all. and 77. Uh, but let's start with the Phillies. Uh, Todd Zalecki yesterday in his newsletter uh, basically uh, gave me very, very bad news. If Dave Dombrowski believes uh, oh. this, but he keeps saying that, you know, if the market falls to them, uh, I think my hopes and dreams of a outfield insurance policy for Johan Rojas. Um, it's not looking good, Renee. Let's just say that. Here's what Todd Zalecki had to say after catching up with Dave Dombrowski. He said, Dombrowski's beliefs have not wavered on getting another outfielder. <laughs> they don't want to. So there is some positive with this, that they don't want to block Johan's path. Now, I like Johan Rojas. I'm not like, I think we all, you even uh, affectionately named him Yoro. He is Yoro. Um, He's Yoro. Yoro. And look, he was decent in the regular season at the end of the year. Uh, has a lot to work on. We'll get to his workout partner here in a minute. Uh, but in the playoffs, he was abysmal. And offensively, he's not quite there yet. Defensively, he might be the greatest center fielder I've ever seen in my life. A uh, lot to be determined there. But offensively, you know, you want him to get the at-bats, but you also don't want to block his path. And apparently the, feel, the Phillies feel good enough about him kind of maybe stealing the opening day job and running with it and Christian Pache backing him up. So I don't think I'm going to get my outfield insurance policy unless – the market really kind of gives them a discount. This Jamie is why I was telling you to simmer down when you were getting all carried away and down. excited because as as I was reading through the article, for context, Todd Lucky was talking about, you know, since Yamamoto was came off the market and having conversations with Dave, you know, Dave's talks of moving forward the next steps and adding pieces. Um, but those pieces do not include Blake Snell, and Josh Hader. And we already knew that. I mean, Dave Dombrowski has already talked about the fact that the Phillies aren't going to go after um, somebody that's going to require spending a lot of money. Yamamoto was a one-off where they were, you know, throwing their names in the hat to see if they could take a chance and be able to reel in Yamamoto. But the Phillies haven't had any interest in going after some of the bigger names that are on the market. So in terms of asking about the outfielder position, and as you talked about, Jamie, he literally said, "Not outfield." When yeah, we that's, talked that's about out, when we talked about outfield, we'd keep an open mind, but we also are in a position with Johan Rojas, where really, as you mentioned, trying not to block his path to the big leagues. But as we also know, Johan Rojas went four for forty-three with one walk and fifteen strikeouts in the good. postseason. Although he is absolutely a Gold Glove caliber center fielder, and we love what Yoro brings on that side of the game. But to see him as um, a struggling at bat isn't a huge concern. So the hope for the team is that they can get Rojas to produce enough offensively, as Todd was saying in the piece, get Rojas to produce enough offensively, knowing that he is an elite center fielder, if we can just raise the bar a little bit on the offensive side. So to see um, them have that faith in Johan Rojas, a.k.a. Yoro, is encouraging for him because he's like he's now able to say, look, my team believes in me. I can st I'm can. i going to step my game up and deliver. That's what I'm hoping. But on the other side of it, that's a very quick turnaround and a huge um, amount of growth that is needed from Johan Rojas in such a short time. So I know we've talked about starting in, in the minors versus starting in the majors, you know, what, what makes most sense for Johan. But I think right now, uh, according to Dave, none of what we think is correct and what they're believing is that if you give him the chance, he's going to step up and they want to make sure he's ready to do that. Yeah, I just feel like this is... Uh potentially a situation and I'm not asking for a big money move. I'm asking for a veteran type and we'll get into what Todd says about veterans, which I haven't really thought that much about, 
uh, which is a really good point by him. Uh, but I just feel like this is one of those things where if he's not there offensively by the trade deadline, you're going to look back on the free agent market and been like, ah, oh, you could have gotten so-and-so for $6 million, or you could have gotten so-and-so for $7 million, and, you know, they're one injury away, and everybody can say that, I know. But they're like one injury away or one underperformance away from Rojas at looking and being forced into the trade deadline and making mm -hmm. a move. I'd rather just go spend the money now on a relatively affordable veteran bat. So, uh, but Todd does touch on the veteran bat. And yeah. Well, before you even get to that, keep in mind um, the, the other numbers that were in that piece that were also interesting. That Johan posted a 2.5 war in 59 games as a rookie, which tied for seventh really on the team with Taiwan Walker. Um, he also, as we know, very impactful, 0. 0.772 OPS in 164 plate appearances. And then we know the, the postseason struggles. So for Dave, this is why they're not planning to acquire a fourth outfielder before spring training, as the report uh, indicates. That's that's the key there. I don't mind Pache, and I, and I don't want this to come off the, the wrong way. I do like Rojas. I just want an insurance policy because this team is in championship mm -hmm. window closing mode. Like Pache uh, and, and Cave are uh, uh, you the know, options Pache's, there so Pache's far. Pache's fine. I like as a young developmental piece, but like I just want that, as Dave Dewar says in the chat, and everybody in the chat, smash that like button while you're in here, please. Um, <laughs> I just want that. And it's, it's an insurance policy. Yeah. It's probably perceived as greedy, and that's fine if you want to call me that. But I just I think it's something you're not going to regret doing. Uh, so Todd does mention that veteran bat. And I'll be honest, I hadn't thought much about this. I was only thinking about dollars and cents. Uh, but Todd, in his piece, says that, you know, typically these veteran uh, players are more almost looking for as much as an at-bat opportunity as they are the contract. Uh, they want a certain amount of at-bats or at least a good feeling that they can get that. And if the free agents view Philadelphia and go, well, they really like Brandon Marsh because he took a step last year. Rojas might be the best center fielder in baseball at the end if he plays a full season. Uh, maybe the at-bats aren't there for me. So maybe the Phillies aren't that attractive to some of these veteran free agents. Yeah, and it was also mentioned that if a veteran outfielder is still on the market as spring training rolls around, that they might come to Philly without expectations. So that's why Dave and the Phillies are keeping kind of an open mind going into um, you know, the next upcoming weeks that they're not quick to want to make a move um I, I think it is as dave is saying in the chat you know we're all definitely still recovering and, and feeling yeah, the, I mean, it was that the burn of rojas's at bat yeah, he was the playoffs. playing the Again, season, four, four 43 with one walk 15 strikeouts and we saw the timing of those as well i mean the numbers are one thing but we all know the context of when johan rojas was at bat and had a chance to keep the inning alive and wasn't able to do so so i think for dave to say it like those are the types of things you do want to say to your player to help them feel confident that you have that trust and faith in them sure but on the other side of it uh what does this say i know we talked about this before if the team just runs it back exactly with the same roster what does that say and if you're trying to take that next step in the postseason after the last two seasons to make an adjustment to have the exact same roster Makes me nervous. So yeah. it's a lot of hope. It's a lot of, you know, optimistic talk and jargon, but a lot of pressure also that we're putting on Yoro to be able to deliver better at bats. Yeah. So and Jonathan, I, uh, meet, uh, in uh, meet, mead, meet, meat, 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 yeah, meat, 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 
uh, says, and I agree with him. That I think the market is wildly overinflated. Yeah. And, you know, this might be the Dodger effect of throwing around like $1.1 billion this offseason. Uh, he says Teoscar Hernandez getting $23.5 million is crazy to me. It's a little yeah. crazy to me, too. I think um, that's definitely part of it, for sure. Well, it's yeah. like, let's wait. The market's hot right now. Let's let's wait a minute. I know Tyler. But how crazy is it if Nick Castellanos is making 20 You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I know Tyler's got a great question. Um, that are you asking? I'm, well, I'm asking you. So my question is, like, what is the minimum batting average over the course of an entire season? I'd almost be more concerned with the on base. So because the reason I ask him. you because I, just get those those fast little legs on base, however you can. Let me throw this out to you guys real quick. There were 16 players last year that posted a 15 or better defensive run save. Johan Rojas is one of those yeah. one of those 16 players. But what intrigues me even more about that, and this is why, like, I truly believe that this guy could break defensive metrics at some point in his oh, career. Oh, he will. Yeah. Johan Rojas had the least amount of innings played to get to that 15 number. Oh, by a lot. Mm. Do you know who the second? So he had 300, like by 392 innings, innings to get to that 15. The second was Alejandro Kirk, the Blue Jays catcher. Mm -hmm. He caught 775 <laughs> innings. Yeah. And he was a 17. Now, granted, different positions and, yeah. and whatnot. But the point is, he is a defensive wizard to the point where he is almost 400 innings less than the second least amount of innings to get to a 15 plus DRS. I think at this point, if the guy hits, if you can get him to two, 240, 240, I'm two, fine with 40. He's an everyday center field. But I need yeah. an on base yeah. of like, but the, the minimum 310. But the problem is, Jamie, yeah. he's not going to walk a lot because he's not well, a that's, he, he doesn't, that's part yeah. of the plate discipline they want him to work on. It's not about plate discipline. It's it's the Ben Revere effect. Ben Revere had no pop, and therefore guys weren't afraid to. So mm. guys weren't pitching around Ben Revere because they knew he wasn't going to beat them with the long ball. Yeah. So guys like like that type of player. Now I'm not saying that Revere and Rojas are the same player, but I'm not sure Rojas has a ton of pop either. Yeah. You so those type of guys. A slap those type of guys don't walk a lot. Yeah, I know. Um, I want to say, Jonathan might thank you for letting us know how to pronounce your last name and welcome, mm -hmm. Jonathan. Nice to have you here. Um, and then we've got Jay Trella twenty in the chat as well. Welcome, saying the Braves got Sale to try to beat us in a short series, but we have done nothing to try to beat them in the division. Yeah, I think that is the the consistent because we are the one who knocks the Phillies. <laughs> you know, fans have had is okay. We're you know, when you're watching what's going on around the league and the different changes that are being made and how, Dave, you're saying the Dodgers figured out how to how they don't even have to spend real money anymore. You know, teams are figuring out a way to make changes to their roster. And for the Phillies, it's just we're just going to have hope. And as Martian's saying in the chat, hope is not a strategy. But that's been the consistent thing that we've heard from Dave. We're going to be better. We're going to hope that they're going to improve. But to your question, Tyler, it just has to be um, – I don't even think it has to be a, a – we're not expecting a huge change, just some improvement I for Johan. Yeah, because of the fact he is such an elite center fielder. And we did notice that. We talked about that last year. He played significantly less innings but had incredible numbers, which makes you excited. And for Dave and the Phillies, I'm sure that's – for them, why they're so hopeful in that sense, because this is a guy that's a game changer and has the, a lot of potential, but potential makes me nervous because we don't know when it's going to actually click. Yeah, and uh, you know where it does click, Renee? That's at Wheelhouse Cards. Uh, they have two great locations in Wayne and Westchester, and everything just clicks when you walk in the door. You see the gear, you see the cards. 
uh, because they have everything you need. Uh, their motto is cards and community because the love of sports unites us all. They carry all your favorite card brands like Top Chrome Baseball and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more. All your favorite gear from Mitchell & Ness, 47 brand, Junk Food, Starter, and one of my personal favorites, Shy Vintage Sports. And if you're looking to have your sports card collection graded, well, Wheelhouse has your back with PSA grading submissions. They also host a ton of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every month. I, as a young, as a youth, I would have loved to have had a birthday party at a card store. That was like my heaven. So stop into either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days per week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY to get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in store. And be sure to follow them on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. And while we're talking about great deals and savings, let's talk about FOCO. Over at FOCO, they are the leading sports and entertainment manufacturer. They have a ton of different merchandise for you that you can have in your home, in your office, in your studio that you can rock at at the games, at the ballpark. And so they've got everything from head to toe, hats, sunglasses, T-shirts, scarves, hoodies, overalls. Um, they've got slippers and different types of socks. For those of us that like to wear slippers with socks, you can get both Psycho. of them there. So <laughs> over at FOCO, you can use code P-E-H-L-Y. That's P-H-L-Y 10 to get 10% off of your purchase and make sure you can rock the greatest merchandise when you're out at games, concerts, events, tailgating, uh, whatever it may be that you're looking to attend because FOCO is the place to do it. So again, code PHLY10 gets you 10% off your purchase, guys. All right. So uh, before we wrap up this Johan Rojas conversation, I did want to share a picture. Um, it was, a, what was it? Swole Yoro uh, two weeks ago <laughs> that went viral amongst Philly sickos. Well, yesterday, I always love to see this stuff. You see it a lot in the NBA, the NFL, you know, sometimes with like college teammates getting back together. Uh, but baseball, it's always nice to see. Uh, and uh, are, are we struggling there, Tyler? A little computer malfunction? Yeah, so, I see so, your, your screen bugging out there. So we, sorry to interrupt you. So like to give you a behind-the-scenes look, like I have two monitors, and yeah. one is like what Zero you days. One is what you guys see, and one is what like I control. I run the ad reads, and I do all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the bottom, um, the like the bar, like, yeah, the, you know, whatever the, the apple, the, yeah, the whatever the apple yeah. bar is, it it can move between the two, and it really easily moves. It doesn't really easily move back. That's okay. This is a nightmare. So uh, I'm not usually too distracted, but when I saw your screen just oh, going yeah. absolutely bonkers, <laughs> like, I was like a cat. Everything was like, going <laughs> I might just, I might just, I might just leave it because this is ridiculous. Uh, but we were queuing up a picture. Just let us know whenever you can get it. I always love seeing you know greatness work together. Uh, and Johan Rojas. Well, you well, know whenever what? we get there. You know what Tyler might need now, Jamie, to help with the fact that uh, he's stressed out. <laughs> it's the lovely ambiance over at Major Ooh. League Baseball's YouTube channel. Now, I actually checked it out myself. I, I went to they, it last night, too. Yeah, so the league has put together this week. They launched what's called ballpark zen yeah. which is a two-hour ambiance background stream on youtube i literally was looking at it earlier i did not watch two hours of it but i just fast forward through like it but they had six different ballparks it's aerial shots of each of them and it's oracle park pnc park course field and it actually shows the snow at course field that part was actually really cool it's target field bush stadium and then our very own citizens bank park and they have some nice white noise with it they've got the sound of birds chirping and water waves and all types of like light soothing sounds tyler might need to check on out going over there to the uh, ballpark zen and get some zen moments but i was like okay 
six ballparks. Ballpark Citizens booze is more like it. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Citizens Bank Park is included, which was really cool. Um, but we've I've seen a lot of that lately, especially with the way that we've had more streaming apps on TV, where they'll randomly have, instead of a commercial, to be like, here's 10 seconds of Zen, and it'll have a commercial for you. Um, but I think we're in business now. I think Tyler Let's did check it, out folks. Yoro Swolro. No. What? What are, we, what are we doing here? The, the Yoro. Elia de, de la Cruz and Yoro Rojas. Did you get that? No. And oh, man. We're having miscommunications all over. Tyler's down two I told you that. I, I forgot my computer today. We're all fucking up. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was going to say, guys, I'm Tyler's so score. confused. This, I mean, this can, is, I get a, uh, can I get a negative? Can you yeah. negative my score for today? You're a negative point two on the war. You know war. what? I'm going to give you some credit, though, because the, what was it, earlier this week? Was it Monday that Tyler was carrying you? You I had mean, a couple days for you to carry... I don't say us. You guys I'm just aware. decided to like point <laughs> out carrying. like when I was a minute and a half late on a read. Uh, this anyway, week. there's a nice picture of Yoro. Uh, yeah, he worked we'll out have it, but we'll have it momentarily. I just didn't know it ex- it existed. Oh. Oh, even okay. I knew that without, fine. without my fine. computer today. Wow. Uh, so anyway, while we're talking about that, <laughs> uh, MLB Network yesterday came out with their list of best backstops in baseball, and we we last week touched mm. on another catcher's list where JT Romuto was all the way down at like six or seven, yeah. and we just we felt that was like a little off. Not saying he's the best catcher in baseball anymore because Adley Rutschman uh, exists in this world uh, and he's much younger. Uh, but MLB yesterday, I think, slotted JT in a little bit more of a realistic place, yeah. which was fourth. Uh, so their list came out, uh, and here it is, the top 10 catchers in baseball. So the BCIB uh, moniker for JT, I think we can uh, – officially laid a rest he had a good couple year run there as the best catcher in baseball yeah he's been uh, dethroned it was like three straight years catcher's a young J- man's game you know? yeah jt was number one for three straight years so adley jumps from third to the top spot this year on the top 10 list completely justified he's nasty uh number two will smith uh number three sean murphy and the stinking braves uh then jt comes in fourth you got william Contreras fifth with the brewers then Wilson Contreras with St. Louis. Are they related? Do we know? Yeah, they're brothers. They're yeah, brothers. Wilson yeah. and William yeah. Contreras. That's 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 greatness right there. Two and it's, uh, top it, ten. It really throws me off that they're five and six. I had to read that a couple wild. times. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. Uh, Alejandro Kirk, seventh. Yanir Diaz. Did I do it? Did I mispronounce? <laughs> Yanir. 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 <laughs> Rhymes with side. All right, Tyler. Good. No, this is you. I, you've got, you, you put it in my head. I was toasting. Yanir. Yanir. Keep trying. Keep trying. So Sai would be Yai. Yai. Ner. Yainer. 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 Jamie, great Yai. job. Yainer. Yainer Diaz. There we go. Jeez. Oh my. Cal uh, who we talked about the other day. Uh, how much longer will he be a catcher? So there it is. JT comes in fourth. Um, and there you have it. So that's, <laughs> that seems about right for number him. Number of L's that Jamie's taken so far at pronunciations. We actually went over Yiner's name before the show. Yeah, and no, Tyler was, even had so a really so creative. This is probably why Tyler couldn't get the the picture of Yoro because he's too busy trying to teach yeah. you how to say. He's and, like Yai rhymes with Sai, Sai Yai, Sai Yai, yeah. and then lights, camera, action. No, yeah. I was toast as soon as we tried to go through it. <laughs> I mean, here's your picture, by the way. This is what you were looking yeah, for. Yeah, there, we there go. it is. Yes, uh, y- Johan Rojas working with Elliot De La Cruz. I don't. Does it? What's the location say? I can't see. Uh, San Pedro in... de 
I Dominican? Yeah, uh, yeah, Dominican Republic. Yeah. I can't quite. I'm looking at it from de too Macores. far away. Yeah, those those guys are probably having a good time. San um, Pedro yeah. de Macores. Gosh, yeah. I'm the only one that can read here. <laughs> I, there's a lot of pronunciations in hockey and baseball that I just in don't San get. San Pedro. Football and uh, basketball, uh, you know, outside of Giannis, whose last name I will never attempt. Antetokounmpo? Uh, yeah, no. Too it's many O's and U's. Oh, Antetokounmpo. Yeah, no. Okay. I, 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 can't, I can't do it, so I just don't try. He's Giannis, the Greek freak. Uh, those two sports, I'm fine. Baseball and hockey, give me some problems. I'm not going to lie, really. But I like this picture. I'm going to move on from your pronunciation because I'm not going to beat on you beat up on you already having a tough enough day over there mm-hmm. no um yep, sip your coffee so i like this is cool we've, we've seen yoro out and about i it is like you're saying uh great to see in the offseason these guys that get to work out with some of their friends that play for other teams and maybe you're back home working out and i i see a little bit of a difference in yoro a little uh in the pictures we've seen of him so far he's looking a little bit more or swole, you know, the, uh, it's, well, it's always in here. Let us like not forget hit. that Scott Kingery once got very swole in an offseason. Uh, and muscles do not make a baseball no, player. No, they do not. Uh, it's good no. to see. Maybe he's eating right, you know, getting a lot of proteins. Um, I just want to pat myself on the back here because there's no Tyler, there's only Zuli saying someone actually paid attention in Spanish. I actually minored in Spanish. Did you yeah. know? Did you know? I was, Don't asked you know? It, I was asked by my high school to stop taking Spanish. We're sick of working with you. I'm you the, suck at this. I'm Move the, on. I was in the Spanish National Honor Society. Of course I was an you AP are. Spanish student. Uh, I minored in Spanish Jamie got like the, uh, you know what? In my dual minor. You know what? A, uh, we know what a coach like steps down and resigns. They were like, listen, Jamie, we're not going to, we're not going to out you like that. I was so happy. Mutually but, um, parted ways. Yeah, pl- pl- have it agreed, was mutually agreed please upon. Please don't come back. It was He's going to awesome. be hired as an advisor. I was so pumped when they, because I was like going for like tutor help and all that. And they were just like. Like, yeah, we're just going to excuse you from your third year. And I was like, that's great because this is brutal. Oh I'll make God. it up I'm with gonna something else. I'm going to take second lunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so before we get to Herb Lawrence, I want to wrap up these Phillies news and nuggets. Now, one person tweeted yesterday that the, according to John Heyman, the Phillies had interest in or were checking in on Jordan Hicks. Uh, I didn't listen to the whole John Heyman uh, hour-long podcast, uh, but he did say that the Jordan Hicks market is heating up. Uh, his projected salary is very palatable. I think I saw 4.2 million for on a one year, uh, kind of range there. So Jordan Hicks, a guy that can hit one Oh five sometimes again, as Tyler said, like in November, if you want to assemble the monsters of guys who throw the ball really fucking hard, Jordan Hicks would be an awesome addition Look, Alvarado could once throw the ball really hard with not a lot of control. Uh, and in the Philly system, they've really done a great job with him. I would love to see Jordan Hicks or Robert Stevenson added here as that last piece of the bullpen, that right-handed piece. But Jordan Hicks, I mean, you want to talk about excitement. When that gun hits like 103, 104 in Citizens Bank Park, Phillies fans would get real pumped up. So that that would be fun. Yeah, I know John Morosi was saying uh, the two teams that have really been amongst the team showing interest, the Yankees and the Astros, actually. Um, But it is seeming like the market is definitely heating up and that there's more and more conversation we've been hearing around Jordan Hicks, and he'd be a great addition for wherever he does end up. But yeah. you know what else would be a great addition <laughs> Mar- to your Martian phone? says that the <laughs> Eagles could use Jordan Hicks right now. Totally um, could. <laughs> Line you know, writer. yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna let you. That was that was funny. That was great. Um, wow. You know what else can be a great addition? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You cut yeah, off uh-huh. my transition here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Oh, I'll let you. I'll let no, you. I was just trying to give the cut. The, I'll you let know, you go. The, the funny comment. I'm gonna cut you off, but yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. Uh, you know where else can be a great addition to your phone? It's the mobile app Game Time because over on the Game Time app, you can download it today and you can take advantage of great prices for tickets to comedy shows, concerts, any sort of live games, anything you're trying to check out. Games and entertainment-wise, Game Time's a spot to do it. So you can use the code PHLY to be able to get $20 off of your purchase at the Game Time app. And they make it nice and easy for you. They give you already great prices. They lie to see where your seats are located for whatever show or game you're going to. And then now when you show up, you've got it right on your phone. You can easily pull up the Game Time app. You don't have to be fumbling in your pockets for paper tickets or printing things out or even dealing with Wi-Fi issues. Game Time app has your tickets right there ready to go to scan to get you inside, to be ready to sing, cheer, dance, laugh, whatever it is you're doing. So head over to the Game Time app, download it today, and for first-time users, use that code PHLY to be able to get $20 off your purchase. All right. All right. Uh, real quick, before we get to Herb, I just want to wrap these two Phillies <laughs> things up. Uh, MLB Pipeline yesterday asked front office executives uh, around baseball which pitching prospect has the best... <laughs> it wasn't that much of a misspeak. Prospect uh, is the best future closer. <laughs> and Orion Kirkering, uh comes in there at 7% of the vote. Uh, three guys ahead of him. But uh, nice to see that Orion is thought of that highly around baseball execs. Oh, and oh, oh, Sunday oh, night oh. baseball games have been announced. The early ones, no Phillies, which for old man yells at the cloud, Jamie, uh, is very good news because I get cranky when I have to stay up late. On Sunday nights. Uh, so there you have it. There's the early announcement of the Sunday night baseball. No Phillies is the only observation. We'll be there. waiting all day for Sunday night. But uh, it is interesting to see the, no surprise at all, see the games that have been slated because it's a lot of Dodgers, it's a lot of Yankees. It's, good. you know, it's getting all the, it's the, the Rangers. It's, yeah, it's the, the big names, as the article was saying. Um, and also they released the names of the broadcast crew and everything else like that around ESPN and Fox. So no Phillies means we get to be also sitting at home watching our games on games on uh, Sundays instead of having to do any like post game shows. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to our guest today. He is from our brother, sister, cousin station, uh, CHGO. He, wow. He's what? got the PHLY shirt on. Herb Lawrence covers the White Sox out in Chicago, works for our our sister station out there. Herb, welcome into Philadelphia, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. It's really appreciated, and I love PHLY. I love the colors. Yeah, okay. that's a great yeah. shirt, and you can get that shirt at allphly.com <laughs> in the locker room. Uh, we have some new merch dropped just this week, Herb. We got some, some fresh hoodies in. We got a lot of great stuff, uh, so make sure you're checking out the locker room uh, and checking out all the new gear. Well, Herb, um, I love the fact that you're wearing our PHOI shirt. I do not love the fact that your Twitter handle is your, is your last name backwards. Um, it makes it tough to tag you and find you on, on Twitter. Is that the reason? I mean, I don't even want to get into a baseball question first because I haven't had a chance to ask you, and I feel like now's a great time. Why is it Lawrence backwards as Eknolala23 for your handle? It is because the host of I used to work on on six seven to score a local talk show sure. um, or station here in Chicago, and my host was named still is Lawrence Holmes, and of course I'm Herb Lawrence. And whenever they would say Lawrence, they would of course mean him. And when they wrote down the schedule, they would just put down my name. And so just to stop all that confusion, I was just like I've been doing this as a kid, changing my name and turning it backwards instead. So Ecknerwall twenty three is the way I 
you know, have been going by probably the last, like, since Twitter has been a thing. Oh. I just like to be different. I'm a contrarian <laughs> by nature. Eckner Law. Jamie, you struggle with saying names. Oh, Say I, that one. Oh, uh, Eckner Law. Oh, there you go. It's yeah. I Herb, just, you've done something we haven't been able to do. It's I, to get Jamie to say a, a name correctly. It's kind of my thing, Herb. I love mispronouncing <laughs> um, a, half of the NHL and MLB. I'm really good at it. Mm-hmm. It's a skill. <laughs> I mean, I would fit right, right in in PHLY then. That's my thing too. <laughs> so, Herb, I wanted to ask you. Uh, obviously, Dylan Cease. Uh, has been a hot topic this offseason. I was once a little scared that the Braves were going to go after him and get him. Uh, they opted for Chris Sale. What's the feeling out there amongst White Sox fans? Do they want him traded? And secondly, do you now see him being traded, or is that kind of a back burner move? Well, Chris, well, um, Dylan Cease, I don't think White Sox fans want him to be moved, but he's only got two years remaining on his contract. And with the White Sox and their fan base, they know he's a Scott Boris client, and that means that he's going to go to free agency for the most part, and the White Sox don't swim in those waters. Not for any player. Their highest player they've ever signed is Andrew Benintendi for $75 million. Literally, they're one of the only three teams that haven't signed a player for over $100 million. And we act like a small market team, even though we're in the third largest market in the United States. So this is why White Sox fans want to trade him is because we know the inevitable is that he's not going to be a White Sox after his contract is up. And so we might as well get some good players for him in the interim. I think that the White Sox are playing this right by asking for the world and not getting the world as yet. And they can come back and say, hey, we can use them for another year. And when it comes to the trade deadline, when some of these teams are hard up for starting pitchers, they can't go out and get a uh, free agent like they can right now if they wanted to, like a Marcus Stroman, et cetera, et cetera. At that time, the White Sox will have them over a barrel, and they'll probably ask for the same thing. So I think that Chris Getz, the new general manager, is playing this correctly and asking for the world because you don't you don't want to trade a supposed ace. And I know his 2023 numbers don't look ace-like, but 2022, he's a runner-up to Cy Young. And so I think that they're going to trade him sometime this calendar year. I don't know if it's going to be before spring training, but I think Dylan Cease will no longer be a White Sox when 2024 ends. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that because we've also heard Dylan Cease's name. It kind of ebbs and flows, Herb, where we hear a little bit more of some chatter and then it kind of gets quiet. And I know a team that was connected to him recently, Baltimore, uh, there were some reports that they might have the best chance of being able to land Dylan Cease. If a move is to happen, where do you think Dylan Cease would go that makes sense for both sides and both parties? Baltimore does make the most sense because of their – plethora Prospects. of arms well they don't really have great arms but they have a lot of bats so outfielders infielders that the white Sox could use i don't know if you guys have perused the white Sox roster this year it's not great and so <laughs> anybody from the baltimore orioles prospect list would automatically go to the top of the white Sox prospects list and or be a starter on the major league roster so baltimore needs starting pitchers they got a good year from kyle bradish congratulations but they also got immediately dismissed by the, ter- the Texas Rangers when it came to the playoffs. So they know that being in that AL East beast, you need another top arm, and Dylan Cease would work out perfectly for them. And it's great that the Yankees are also in the conversation. So one of those teams will lose out for the Dylan Cease sweepstakes to the other ones, hopefully, because 
some of these teams don't have enough to get Dylan Cease, in my opinion. Baltimore has enough. The Yankees have enough, but the Yankees are trying to prospect Huck so tightly. So I think that if they goes to Baltimore, there'd be no White Sox fan unhappy with the return because they have so many great prospects. It's hard to be uh, disappointed with what I think they have like five or six at least top hundred prospects. And that would be great on the White Sox because we need it immediately. Yeah, so Herb, uh, one of the other guys you guys have is uh, the envy of a lot of baseball. Center fielder Luis Robert. He's on a uh, absolutely team-friendly deal, $12.5 million this, 15 the following, and then club options for 20 after that. So four years of club control, if I'm reading it right. Uh, yesterday, news comes out that he hires, who you just <laughs> mentioned, Scott Boris. Uh, what do you get the sense that means? I doubt that means he's playing the open market five years from now. Do you sense like a, a restructured demand? Do you sense uh, Boris being a shark here? What, what do you make of that? Well, I don't, he might demand a restructuring, but our owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, will not do it. He's a guy that says if you sign a contract, that's your contract. There's no ripping up of contracts or et cetera for him. So this contract will play through no matter what, if he's a Chicago White Sox. Just like Dylan Cease, he's going to be a Boris client, so that means he's going to go to free agency. There's not going to be a lot of talk about extending Luis Robert. I think he'll be free when he's age 29 or 30 for um, the free agency, so perfectly um, perfect position to uh, get as much money as he wants, and that's what Luis Robert's trying to do. He's trying to get the most money he can because he's going with the best agency. To me, it seems like a very confident move if you do that. You fire your old agency because you see the best up there and you are one of the best players in the league. And so I'm happy that Luis Roberts doing this. For White Sox fans, it's doom and gloom whenever you hear Scott Boris's name. It's not because Scott Boris is a bad person. Scott Boris is the best agent in He's game. damn good. He's very good. <laughs> yeah. And so we hear that name and it Brings dread because we know our team is cheap. And so we know that player will not be past the time that he has already signed a White Sox. So it was good to know Luis Robert will cherish these four years, if not trade before that. And then after that, we'll see him on some other team. Progressive. Here in Philadelphia, we'll, we'll take him, Herb. Yeah, we'll you know? I mean, I mean I you guys are all the center people field, that yeah. I wanted as a White Sox fan. <laughs> I mean, Nick, Nick Castellanos. Bryce yeah. Harper was here at the United Center. They didn't even offer him a contract. I mean, what are we doing? Zach Wheeler and his wife chose Philadelphia over Chicago. Hey, I would do the same if it was the franchises. I don't know about the cities, but, you know, it's close. People <laughs> told me Philly's great. Well, so, they, we'll sell you on the city when you get out here eventually. I was going to say, and it, I, you would love it. You'd fit in perfectly here based on what we've seen from your beer chugging and your rocking our gear already and just uh, everything else you've already we've already seen. Now, something that I've noticed is that there have been reports that the White Sox have a high demand. Of course, as you've mentioned, prospects, fill-ins, different pieces. What are the key areas that the White Sox are looking for? Is it kind of like whoever they can get at this point? Is there anything specific that you guys have noticed has been the target for in terms of positions? What's kind of the direction in terms of uh, shopping that you've seen from the White Sox? <laughs> it's, man, the players the White Sox have gotten this offseason have been a backup catcher who's going to start, Max Stassi, Martin Martin Maldonado, a backup catcher who's going to start for the White Sox also a lot of games, Brett Phillips, who's a minor league deal. Like, they don't sign real players. They sign Eric Fetty, who was in the KBO last year. 
that's the market they're going for. They still don't have a starting right fielder. Like they used a first baseman designated hitter for the most part last year in Gavin Sheets to play right field. And you saw how that goes. They were the worst right field in baseball last year. So they need that. They haven't had a good right fielder since Avisel Garcia. And that wasn't even a great right fielder. So they need everything, literally everything. They were, I think, worst in on-base, worst in OPS, 20th in home runs, 26th in RBI. They need everything on offense. And their their pitching was kind of good, but they traded pretty much everybody away. Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn, et cetera, et cetera. And now they're just going with scraps of Michael Kopech, uh, Eric Fetty, and who else did they just get? Some guy that wasn't good, Chris Flexen. Like, you know, this is this is what the White Sox life is. We get <laughs> players, and they were a 61 and 101 team last year, so they could be worse. So they need everything. They have no, no, um, they're not picky. They're not set anywhere except for center fielder. It. That's wow. the only place they're wow. set with Luis Robert Jr. So, uh, Herb, I don't know if you saw, we put it out yesterday, uh, the highest, uh, you know, alcohol sales per attendance in Major League Baseball. And you're telling me all this, and I'm starting to actually feel pretty bad for White Sox fans uh, <laughs> because of the inability to spend. I guess it makes a lot of sense why people are drinking at White Sox games so much, huh? You have to. You absolutely have to. <laughs> you're watching the baseball. You're watching another team do work. And I don't know if people in Philadelphia know this or around the world. The White Sox are signing a bunch of Royals players. Like, they're trying to model themselves after the Kansas City Royals. Kansas City is the only team in the AL Central that's worse than the White Sox. So we're trying to be worse than we already currently are. So we've signed a bunch of Royals former players, Royals former executives. And this is why White Sox fans have to drink that much. And yeah, the beers are not that expensive. I think here in Chicago, uh, for a you know, regular pint, it's probably like fourteen dollars. <gasps> I don't know what it is in Philadelphia, but we get after it at the game, tailgates during the game, after the game, oh. gotta drink because this team depresses you. If you really <laughs> think about how they go about their business, it's not the like. I know Phillies fans are probably disappointed that they didn't get to the uh, World Series this year. But imagine not getting to the World Series since 2005, not winning a playoff yeah. series since 2005. Like, it's been a long time, and this is the misery that White Sox fans live. And that's why drinking is probably the minimal thing you have to worry about at White Sox games because we're all going to be doing it. So, Herb, so Herb, it's just us girls talking here. Have you ever thought about mm-hmm. abandoning the White Sox and, and jumping over to the Cubs? Oh, nah. I'm not a Cub hater. Most White Sox fans' existence is to hate the Cubs because they are big brother in this town. It runs. It's They run the town of baseball here in Chicago. But this offseason, White Sox fans have found a little solace because the Cubs hadn't signed anybody until like a couple days ago when they got Shota in Imamaga. But the Cubs are a very good organization, which White Sox fans are envious of because they have a rich owner that's willing to spend, even though this offseason notwithstanding and it's a fun atmosphere at Wrigley Field but as a White Sox fan I'm used to the misery of guaranteed Wrigley Field and (laughs) it's hard to change it's hard to go over there even though people might see Wrigley as a better ballpark I don't because it's just so old Mm. and decrepit 
Yeah, completely different experiences. Uh, but now makes sense why the average fan, is, according to that poll, is drinking like 4.3 um, drinks per game and the average spending about $46, I think it was. So yep. now it, this makes a lot more sense, actually, now that you put it on in perspective. And it's a great segue into our producer Tyler's question that he has for you. It's a tough one, so I'm going to let him actually ask it himself and yeah. it's tough for all the wrong reasons uh, Herb, I'm, I'm sorry to do this but i, I have been enjoying your your, your uh, following you on twitter because everyone is like well former whites or uh, former royal check can't hit check <laughs> and so I, I have to ask you i listen i know that the uh, the the wandering nomad uh athletics are bad and i know that the rockies are going to be really bad too but if you had to put put a percentage on this um what percentage chance do you think that the white white Sox may be the worst team in baseball this season Forty percent. They <laughs> literally don't like if once if they trade Dylan Cease, they won't have a starting pitcher that you can count on going five innings. Ooh. Like Eric Fetty did well in KBO in in the Korean Baseball League. He was their Cy Young. But if you remember Eric Fetty, you guys from Philadelphia, of course, remember him when he was a National. Yeah, it was feasting time. It was eating. It was time to eat every time he was starting. And you know you can play well versus Korean baseball. But the Major League Baseball is a little bit different. That's We're hoping that he is somehow transformed into that Korean baseball player instead of the guy that showed in the Major Leagues for five years that he's no good as a starter. Like, And we have Michael Kopech, who led the league in uh, walks last year. Oh. Unlike Blake Snell, he didn't mix in a couple of strikeouts in between there and would be four and dive. That's exactly what's going to happen each and every time. And as, as I said, Luis Robert is the only offensive force on the team. You can say Yohan Mancata, but he stays hurt. Same thing with Aloy Jimenez, stays hurt. Like they lost Tim Anderson. He was terrible last year. They replaced him with Paul DeYoung, who can't hit. Like it's this continuing thing that they can't hit. Martin Maldonado is a defense first catcher who wasn't good at defense last year. Max Stassi missed whole last year with an injury and some off the field issues. These people are dependent on this year for the Chicago White Sox to win the AL Central. If they were 161 games last year, I don't think this team is going to get close to 61 games. Yeah. They're not good. They're in the worst division in baseball, and still they're the worst team in that division. Well, Herb, uh, I gotta, I have to thank you, one, uh, for giving us some perspective as Phillies fans. For sure. Um, we're, we're griping over minor things. You're down bad, and our, and our <laughs> oh chat feels God. for you, and like – they're sending you yinglings yeah, and Yeah, like and people hugs. want to send you beer to keep drinking. And <laughs> genuinely, you, your misery is a little bit of an uplift for us. So uh, thank you. You're welcome. You guys have a great owner. I wish I had Mr. Milton. That'll be great. Yeah. The guy who wants yeah. to try. We're very appreciative. And yes. I, I wish I could say I hope things get better for you guys. Um, but as you mentioned, it's been since 2005. And I don't Oof. know when things will get better. But um, it's been a pleasure having you on to be able to definitely give us some context about what's going on with the White Sox and to help us feel a little bit better. People are trying to figure out how they can buy you a beer. Um, <laughs> and how they can send you some, some love. Uh, but yes, thank you for all the, the insight that you provided with us. You do a fantastic job. And all your coverage, and we appreciate you carving out time to join us, Herb. Thank you. And Citizens Bank Park is one of the ten I haven't been to yet, so I got to get out awesome. there and uh, accept right. one of these offers on this beer. Yeah, and, and we're hoping to get out there for July Fourth to Wrigley, so maybe uh, we can meet up and chug some beers together. Yeah, there you go. I'll be here. All right, <laughs> that's Herb Lawrence from our sister station CHGO. Uh, man, uh, I agree with the chat that uh, unfortunately for Herb, um, because. 
He's down bad. You know, I it really gives you perspective. Here we are complaining about Johan. <laughs> no, we're like we've got a gold, golden glove caliber center fielder that can't hit the ball. And that's our complaint right now. Yeah. The Phillies haven't done much. That that's our complaint. That we only signed right. Aaron Wheeler. Exactly. Or, or, <laughs> only, exactly. We haven't extended Wheeler oh, yet. Oh, my gosh. Herb's Things are like, such I a mess over here. for those wow. problems. Wow. That is a total. And you know, I know somebody else in the chat. I think it was. Um, Free Herb. Spark, <laughs> somebody else was saying, like, what a switch we had. Obviously, we were just talking. The duality of Dodgers, life. Dodgers. Yes. Even Rangers with our guest Malik that was on. Nick talking Dodgers to then. Hashtag Herb Free Herb. And the White I, Sox. I, think, I, think, I think we need to get Herb's Venmo. <laughs> we'll, we'll complete opposite. We went Venmo. from we went from everybody's gonna be buying Dodgers tickets oh, and they're all man. hitting me up for Dodgers tickets and everything's crazy in LA to it's awful here. That's why we're, we're drinking oh, beer as man. much as we possibly can. Wow. I, I genuinely feel bad. Okay. For you know what? That sucks. I'm I'm there's no scoreboard for that one. I am glad that Sorry. we had Herb on because yes. it definitely makes our problems feel a lot less significant yes, at yes this point. it really does perspective is always good to get into our positivity to end the show because now i feel what a little bit more positive down on the farm oh, we have to shoot. do positivity which is tyler today oh no tyler, we are, are rolling you prepared way for the always, always prepared Born all right ready. let's mm-hmm. go let's run through down on the farm today yes uh, with so our... down on the farm report today <laughs> is roughly and again if you've missed me talking about this prior we're not trying to be, uh, you know, Mr. Scoutman here and give no, like our none official. None of us have watched hours and hours of film. And, no. But we've used Baseball America, we used MLB, we used Baseball Perspective, and we used Fan Graphs, and we kind of massage like the four or five of them together into our own little list. But so f- by no means like an official ranking or anything. Uh, but this is number twenty-two now. Alexis De La Cruz. Uh, now I have to give credit to Matt Winkleman out there who runs the site philliesminorthoughts.com. Uh, Matt is a hardcore uh, base uh, farm mm-hmm. system reviewer, has access to all the games, goes and sees a lot of these guys in person. He puts a lot of work and effort into his prospect uh, <laughs> rankings. And I got to be honest, the reason I'm giving Matt so much love here is uh, on baseball perspective and fan graphs and some of these other sites, when you're searching for Alexis De La Cruz, he might not be a real person. He might be a CIA well, operative. He could be a fictional character because he's a ghost online. It's hard to find information on this kid. And Matt did the best job uh, of rounding up stuff on him. So I wanted to make sure to give him some love, love there. And when I say by ghost, Tyler could not find a picture of him. Literally can't find a picture. That is the Dominican Winter League. I went so I went through the proper channels. You know, yes. we, we have a subscription base, uh-huh. and I went through all the proper channels. And then, and then I you went, went rogue. And then I went rogue. <laughs> and then I circled back to the proper channels to make sure I spelled everything right. And then it, there was nothing. Well, there's another, literally the Dominican there's League. There's other Alexis De La Cruz that come up in the baseball world, like yes. a 33 year old, but not this 19 year old. A lot of other names. Six. So uh, as Martian Lynch says, there's our. Uh, I would say. Jaime Lindor and Rene de Guzman are mm-hmm. images as we're going down on the farm uh, looking at Alexis's numbers and you know I'll let you carry on I don't want to interrupt I you I don't want to Kanye that you that Jaime <laughs> in uh, Spanish okay, hi. Uh, so Matt Winkleman uh, we use for most of the scouting report because he had the most on him by far uh, he's 19 years old uh, signed with the Phillies in the international free agent period again uh, four days ago four days from now last year so January 15th 2023 he signed with the Phillies 19 years old six foot six 205 so long lanky frame 
Uh, it was his first pro season in the Dominican Summer League. Uh, 10 appearances, 31 and a third innings pitched. Uh, two and two record. Who cares about records? Uh, 4-3 ERA, 32.1% K rate. His breaking ball ranks 45 out of 60 on the Fangraph scouting model. Jamie, uh, that's actually so. It's 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 now and projected. So they're both out of the they're out of the 80 scale. It's the 2080 scale. Okay. So he's a 45 now. Oh, and okay. It's, and, high and, and the projection of is tops out at 60. Okay. Yes. Uh, 19 years old. Clearly, still a lot to work on. Uh, as Tyler pointed out before the show, he's not going to throw a ton of innings because most pitchers. Uh, don't get stretched out until double A because you don't want to put that much wear and tear on these young kids' arms. Uh, so, you know, there's not a ton of them out there. His K rate is 12.7% to that 32.1% strike rate, which is decent-ish for 19 years old. Uh, doesn't give up many home runs, 0.6 uh, per nine. His hits per nine is 7.2. Uh, again, only those 31 innings pitched. He is the Dominican ghost down there. We don't know much about him, uh, but Matt goes on to say he signed as an 18-year-old for an undisclosed amount of money. Uh, if you don't look at the stat line and video, it's pretty clear why the Phillies and outside observers like De La Cruz. He's tall and well-proportioned with room to add more strength. Uh, he also has a very good repeat of his delivery uh, for someone his size, and I know that's something scouts are always looking at. His fastball mostly sits in the 90 to 94 range, uh, but the Phillies have reported him up as high as 96 miles an hour. Comes from a fairly high angle, but gets good extension. Uh, these are Matt's words that I'm reading. Uh, and works the zone well and appears to have a good movement profile. His breaking ball has been both called a curveball and a slider. It would not be surprising if it's shaped into either more of a curve or a slider uh, as they keep it as a sweeper and then add around it. Um, he shows feel for a mid eighties changeup with fade. Um, so, you know, there's some reason to be excited about this kid. He's slated to come stateside where he should pitch in extended spring training, uh, this year in the Florida league, uh, ETA Matt says is probably 2028 Renee. Uh, but this is a guy that wasn't, uh, I think you're going to see him in a lot of top 25s this year. He's kind of had. Uh, you know, I think from his physical body to his age to his stuff could be one of these fast risers a little bit. Yeah, and I think uh, he's someone that we will eventually get a nice picture of and more information on because there seems to be some decent um, insight around him as we are just looking at the potential. Now, Alex Coffey also wrote a piece in December breaking down the different prospects, specifically looking at the work that Preston Mattingly has been doing with the Dominican um, Academy and was talking about how Pressmanically was speaking on various players and prospects, specifically on De La Cruz, um, part of the recent wave of players that he feels like in the Phillies Dominican Academy that can create a new culture for players coming mm. through the talent pipeline. So he says with his 6'6 build and that 205 frame that he's got a Taiwan Walker type of build. Okay. Okay. Um, and that his, as you mentioned, with Does his, that the, the his velocity. I don't know. Mm. With his velocity up to 96 miles per hour, he throws three pitches, a fastball slider, and changeup, and that he's enormous for a 19-year-old. So it probably that. looks bigger than the, even the 6'6", 205 suggests. But the strike-throwing ability with the velocity he has now and the ability to, to spin a ball is very unique for a kid that age and that size. Love it. And an area of improvement for him would be his command of the zone. He had a walk rate, as we were talking about, as his numbers, 12.7%. 
but his stuff was good enough that he struck out hitters at 32.1% clip. And he just has to continue to focus on the stuff development. Uh, Mattingly was saying also that he's, um, you know, he can always be better as a strike thrower, but his commanding of the zone versus commanding parts of the zone is what they're looking to fine tune with him. But he's a guy that Preston Mattingly says, quote, we're really excited about. Well, so although like we don't Preston have an Mattingly. image, yeah, although we don't have an image, we don't know much about him. I imagine with Preston Mattingly speaking pretty highly about him and, and what he has physically and the, what he already can um, develop, it seems like he's someone that we should absolutely keep an eye on. Yeah. Alexis De La Cruz. And maybe we'll get a chance to see him uh, yeah. in Florida this year uh, when we're down in spring training. And if you all head to allphly.com, we're heading down to Florida in mid-March, the 15th through the 18th. We'll be there for St. Patty's Day. So I'm sure no alcohol will be had. Uh, knowing Vince and Philly sports trips, there's no way there's good parties and stuff planned uh um, that's sarcasm there's going to be a ton of awesome stuff planned and we're going to have a great time so if you want to join us please come join us at the tiki bar we'll eat some grouper sandwiches have a great time uh and as you saw in the lower third there that matvey michkov hoodie that thing is sick right there uh so if you want to check out some of the new gear just head to all phly.com all right renee we're gonna go to we've got a lot exciting things going on jamie uh, i just don't want to rush through them too quickly because not only do we have you love our going spring... long no no yeah. but we were told to say this so i'm saying this um but we were encouraged to let people know about all the exciting things we have coming up we've got the spring training road trip we've got the merch but also we've got the eagles watch party that's happening yeah, on monday right and that's i'm uh, a part you of guys that can go to, yeah, i'll be there go to wicked wolf mondays uh 7 45 p.m for the Eagles watch party. I know we're not all feeling so great about the Eagles, no, but we'll have a fun PHLY Eagles watch party for you guys. You can check out at Wicked Wolf. Again, that's this Monday at 7.45 p.m. So new merch you guys can check out. That's on our PHLY locker, our uh, watch party. And then also, as Jamie was saying, you can check out the details of our spring training trip. Yeah, We've Bo got Wolf lots in the of Wicked things. Wolf. So many things uh, for you so guys. So that'll be a good time. That's a really great bar, Wicked Wolf. So we'll be there doing the pre and post game. Zach will Woo-hoo. obviously be in Tampa. Uh, but Bo and myself will be there watching the game. Uh, and I do think the Eagles are going to win on Monday uh, because that's just how Philadelphia sports goes. And then we'll probably get our hearts they ripped out. should win on Monday. We'll get our hearts ripped faith. out the following week versus uh, Dallas or San Fran. It'll be a good time and we'll all cry. All right. Some um, people in the chat said they're, pro- they're trying to go. Christy, oh, you're nice. trying to hypothetical go. Man. Uh, hypothetical man. Awesome. It should be a fun time. So, yeah. No, I would love to see you, Christy. Uh, it's been a while. Hypothetical man, I hope you can make it. Uh, that will be a great thing. Uh, before we move on, uh, was it, uh, if you can scroll up a little bit, hypothetical man raised a good, oh, and there it is. Repeatable delivery uh, at that height is very important. Yeah. Uh, talking about De La Cruz, that's something that's been an issue for Abel being so mm-hmm. lanky. Uh, it's good a really point. good point. So, <laughs> you know, that repeatable delivery that Matt Winkleman talks about uh, could be a very good thing. All right, we're going to get Tyler's positivity. Then we're going to do Phillies trivia. Then we're going to do guess that swing. All in like four minutes. We got this, guys. Uh, so, Tyler. All right, real quick. I, have to, oh, I don't have my – oh, wait. I do have my notepad on my phone. I'm jotting them down so we can okay. compile it at the end and, and put it on the website. Now, oh, um, I'm missing two. The, the one thing with the, we'll these kind of uh, auras of positivity, you can spin stats and numbers and mm-hmm. things like that sure. to your liking and, and make it sound a whole lot better than it is. Yeah, as Anthony um, would say, stats lie. They never tell the whole story. So – with this, that being said, take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt mm. because A, baseball is a 162-game season and anything anything and everything sure. happens. And B, some of the teams that I'm about to, to tell you about, I do think could potentially break the mold of the positivity that I'm kind of oh leaning on. Uh, however, 
The Phillies begin their season uh, at the end of March against the Atlanta Braves. Three games against the Atlanta Braves. Is which, that the opening series? That is the opening series, oh, which is uh, which I Yay. think is actually a really good thing. So to, after three games, we'll either decide the season will be a success or a failure. Uh, sure, <laughs> you, you know rational <laughs> the, Phillies the fans. Complete overreaction, yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, but the the one thing that I, I do take solace <laughs> in is the month of April. The Phillies have started slow each of the last two years, Ooh, and that's because have. of injury. That's because of uh, poor <laughs> management. That's because of a lot of different things. Uh, in the month of April, the Phillies do not play a single 2023 playoff team mm. the entirety of the month. Now, what I, what I was trying to say that may break that trend is the San Diego Padres. There's a three-game series with them. They probably were way yeah, worse than they should have been. They're, they're a playoff caliber team. I think the Cincinnati Reds are much better this year. They should be better, yeah. And the St. Louis Cardinals are also always lurking around they're the NL Central, and I don't think they're nearly as bad. But the Phillies do have a series against the Nationals, a series against the Pirates, a series against the Rockies, a series against the White Sox, and a series against the Angels in that month of April. Um the Phillies can do some serious damage early in the season like by it. strictly taking care of business and beating the teams and winning series that you're supposed to win. Awesome. I think, I think that's a really good one. And I like that because that's definitely where we always see the dip. I think bucking the, the trend of two slow starts in a row these past two years yeah, is there for that. the taking. So Tis the year. Uh, that's a good one. That was number eight on our 24 days of positivity for the Phillies season. All right, now we're going to uh, get into this, hopefully, millennia with questions from Renee's <laughs> Phillies Trivia. Uh, we're going to be doing Phillies Trivia every Tuesday and Thursday. I think Tyler and I each went 0 for 3 the other day. No, Tyler won. He Tyler got, got one. one. So he went 1 for 3. I went 0 for 3 uh, with Pork Chops O'Hallah- O'Hallahan and the 1887 <laughs> Phillies squad. Uh, right. Not fresh in my mind. Shut Oil it. can Williamson. Listen, so, yeah. Tuesday's, so we'll see what the quiz master has Tuesday's for us today. Tuesday's theme was history. And we really went back in history. Today, I'm not go- we're not going as far back in history, okay. guys. We're what going we recent. Renee, the quiz All right, master. question number one. I'd like you guys to text me these answers. I feel like that might be a little no, better than your animal. No, we to do animal noises. Are you going to actually do that? I, I, Are you going to commit I, to your... I will your... happily text you the answers, Renee. <laughs> happily text you. <laughs> That's really good. Thank you. Thank you. If it avoids <laughs> making... Noises Your on the air? Your voice is just a wooey. Yeah, Wasn't sure. A... Oh, my God. Jeez, really why good. is that so good? That's really good. Yes. That's pretty good. That's actually pretty good, too. I'm changing. My, mine's just going to be a bell this time. I'm just going to go ding, ding, ding. That's my... All right, lame All right, get to it. Ooh, that man. All right. <clears throat> In 2009, the Phillies wore a special patch on their uniforms over their hearts what was that special patch for? Oh, I know this. A clue it was a black circular yeah. patch. It was for the passing of... Uh, was it for Vukovic? I heard no sound from you, first of all, Mr. Ding, Bell. Ding, ding, ding. Was it for Vukovic? <laughs> That's wrong. No! It's for the front office executive. It was for... Bill Giles. Wow, wow, guys. Okay, so it was the patch was HK. Oh, <laughs> damn it! Yes, Too in easy. memory of broadcaster Harry Callis. Good job, guys. Good job. Uh, Hopefully, you guys in the chat got it. All right. Wow, question was, number two. Was a fun fact. We should have gotten well, that one. It's not a fun fact because it's a horrible story. But I was working the Phillies broadcast. People in the chat were day. saying Bill Giles as well. Uh, yeah, Always. I was working the Phillies broadcast that day at at WIP uh, when we found out down the line that that happened that was a day i will never forget but apparently i do forget when it comes to trivia and the patch the next year all right what's number two question number two this one you should absolutely get 
Which jersey number did Ryan I Howard... I hate when you do this. You say, hey, she got this. And it doesn't mean I'm going to get it. <laughs> That's so easy. Yeah, so Which easy. jersey number did Ryan Howard Start wear with. as a Philly? Ding, ding, ding. Whoa. Six. Well, there's two. He came up not wearing six. Correct. But six. Six is, yes, the number. But wasn't it 27? <laughs> what was his... When he came up originally, what was it? I don't remember what it was. He did have another number, but yeah, he, he did have another number. Tyler, you got one point for six. Well, everybody knows six. <laughs> I think you get five points right. if you remember the other number. What was the other number? Was it oh, we 12, 24, 28, or 30? 12. I have for no idea. For some reason, I had 27 in my head. I'm so going, I'm going go 12. With, I'm going 12. No, 28 was worth. No, worth wasn't here then. Good job, Tyler. Woo! 12. Six and twelve. All right, the score is two to one because Tyler got two points on that one. Jamie only got one. Well, I mean, all right, this this one is a two pointer. Okay, bonus points if you can get both. Wow. One point if you can get one of these. This part. There were two guys that were retired by the Phillies, not by number. Do you know what they were retired by? And do you know what? <laughs> yes, one. One is Dallas Green as a manager. I don't think I understood but, the question. But Dallas Green wore a number. <laughs> well, he was also a player, too. Yeah, I, I think that, the, like, the so logo... So there are two guys that Wait, have been retired. Again, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, there are two this guys... brain pretzel you just said. <laughs> uh, there are two guys, I'm going to talk to you guys in the chat, that have been retired by the Phillies throughout okay. the course of the club. Okay, they were not retired by... You just said by, guys, you didn't say players. I just said guys. All right, so... They like, were not retired by number, though. They were retired by blank. Ding, yes, ding, Dallas ding, Green which, and Connie Which Mack. represents Blah. them and their honor. Ding. And what was that Blah. Ding, symbol? ding, ding. <laughs> Got right, it. Connie Mack and Dallas Green. Mm, wrong. Okay. One of them has to be right. <laughs> They're both wrong. This game is, 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 is the symbol a microphone? No. No, it's not. Uh, it's it's not right, Harry Callis. Right, I will answer the first one. They were retired by letter. Did you know this? Oh, maybe you guys didn't know this. Oh, okay. So it was before they wore numbers. So ding, ding, so ding. Grover Cleveland Alexander is one of them. And? And? They didn't wear numbers back then? No. I mean, I don't know if they did or didn't, but he didn't have one. I but still don't understand this question. It's definitively <laughs> Grover Cleveland Alexander. So it's somebody who played quite some time ago. I just don't know who the other one is. <laughs> this trivia is also a chance to learn some new things, clearly. I didn't know this either, actually. So... Grover Cleveland Alexander and Chuck Klein, Chuck Klein. were retired by the Phillies by letter, not number. The letter P yeah, the represents logo. them in their honor. Yeah, it's, the, it's the old yeah. like script P. Yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff in this book. Good job. Hypothetical. Oh, letter. wait, you're asking by yeah, letter. Well, you're not saying by letter. That. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Christy's got it. The whole point of this game is for me to enjoy. <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> I, I noticed. Well, we're going to find out if Renee is going to be wrong here as we Thank flip you. the tables immediately on you. You get to I guess that, that better, swing. Though. You guys did much better. It was definitely today. better. I mean, yeah, there was people this, I knew as possible book has answers. all types of like random trivia. Do you want to give the author history. a little love? Who was this yeah, book? Yeah, shout out to Ray Walker, who wrote this book around what 2020. You, what do you say, Ray? I got it off of Amazon when I was looking for our uh, white elephant gifts, and I was like, oh, this looks like fun. And it is so much fun. It's a trivia book. It's got fun facts. It's got trivia quizzes. It's got quizzes. You can actually go in and take a quiz. I still think it's Connie Mack and Dallas fans. Green is right. They're both retired. Connie Mack managed the A's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he never managed the Phillies. All right, let me this give you one more. Same. Okay, do you want one more for fun? Yes. Uh, is it of this millennia? 
Um, let me find one really quickly. Um, all Jay, right, jerseys. Jay, Jay Raw was number 11. What about <laughs> Richie Ashburn? One. Mm, that was good work by Tyler. That was quick. <laughs> all right, let's move on to guess that swing. This is ridiculous. All right, Tyler, let's get to today's <laughs> guess that swing. And if you missed yesterday's, uh, it was, of course, the great Chase Utley. The, the big three have been removed from the I board know. outside Ryan of Howard, Bryce Harper. Jay Rawl and Chase Utley were our first three. Oh, wow. We went right into it. Ooh. Yeah, we got to go. See, technically, this could be like left or right, depending on how you're really Have you noticed the it? one who likes extending the show? Okay. More than... Okay. <laughs> um, ooh, that's really tough. The Sixers need this studio in 90 minutes. We got to wrap this thing up. I think I know. Oh. <sighs> Uh, okay. I have to consult I'm my brain. I'm going to text you my... I got it, I think. I'm in, Tyler. I'm texting you right now. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Do, 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 do. Okay, Jamie is in. What? What? Oh, man. Okay, the Tyler, would you say is... I'm right or not? No, I'm not going to tell you that. that. I can't tell you that. I want to ramp the pressure up on Renee. Have you heard a correct answer? Uh, uh, We're not not doing this. Did I text you the right answer? Yes. Bam. No way. Pressure's on, Renee. I am correct. Darn it. I can't see your phone. Yeah. I was going to try to. That's Paige at school today with her artwork. Okay, okay. Look at how adorable she is. (sighs) From 2006 forward. There, There you go. Okay, nobody can see it, Jamie. Yeah. You're not on camera. Don't you're, show you're, your children you're, you're, on the internet. Not, Jamie, you're what? not on the screen. I, know. <laughs> I, I was just waiting for you to flip over. No, don't show your children Why? on the internet. No. What are just they going to do? All right, all right, all right. All right, Renee, let's get out of here. Bree's knocking at the door. She I needs like to get in here. I like what the chat is saying. And, um, but I feel like I'm not allowed to go with the chat. Sure you can. You do you. Just you give an answer they, in a timely fashion. If you think they're right, you absolutely can go with the chat. Chat, I'm going to phone a friend. All right, Renee is locked in. Um... The answer, I got it, is not the chat. Yes, I nailed it. Nope, that's the wrong one. Oh, this is not going to work now. We're just going <laughs> to pretend like this is broken. <laughs> Automatically, this is there we go. Yeah, the flying Hawaiian chain Victorino. I nailed that one. It was, it was the way the arms. Yeah, I don't know. He used to just Make square up a ball. the big room. jersey in the back foots the giveaway. Mm-hmm. Well, where I didn't see the answer I'm, in there, Mickey. I didn't see you say Shane. Four for four, no big deal. <sighs> How you feeling? Yeah, it's it's, it's tough. This All right, well that uh, wraps it up for us I'll today. I'll get you back in trivia on Tuesday. And uh, we only went again twelve minutes over. Yeah, the hypothetical time, man's right. It's baseball tonight's schedule. <laughs> Yay! Well, what is Who's the producer? Started at like twelve oh one. Yeah, so we're uh, ten minutes over. Burn yeah. normal for us. Yeah, that was solid. Thanks for I hanging out fun. with us today, everyone. We appreciate all of you. Make sure you're hitting that like button before you get out of here. A lot of nonsense today. A lot of uh, games. A lot of trivia for which I feel much dumber. Or more dumb, I guess I should say. Yeah. Uh, Renee, Tyler, <laughs> we will be back tomorrow. Tyler, enjoy your getaway up in the Poconos. A uh, great little <laughs> surprise gift from his wife. So Tyler's out of here tomorrow spending some time in the Poconos. Renee and I will be back here tomorrow at 12 noon for your Friday lunch date. Uh, and don't forget, <laughs> free Herb. That poor, <laughs> poor man. You poor White Sox fans. I feel and so Jamie. bad for you. Yeah. 
Renee, Jamie, we'll see you tomorrow at noon. Have a good day. Y'all city like the mayor.